Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to change the way you look at money and everything else around you because it absolutely matters. Today is Wednesday, July 27th, 2023, and what an incredibly great day it is. So before we get going, I want to say happy birthday to several of my Cryptopian celebrities that are having birthdays today. First and foremost, thank you and happy birthday to Ebony Johnson of Palmdale, California, Brandon McDonald of Gainesville, Gainesville, Florida, Darrell Brown of Lakeland, Florida, Cassandra Durant in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Jeanette Reyes of Fairfax, Virginia, and Amber Longoria from Colleen, Texas. To each and every one of you, I want to say I hope today your birthday is filled with all the love, joy, peace, happiness, and understanding you deserve on this day. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to receive a shout out for your birthday because you're a celebrity, always a celebrity in my book, please send me a text message to 424 424- 317-7373 again 424-317-7373 and I will definitely make sure that you get a shout out for your birthday. I cannot believe how many listeners we actually have across the United States. I'm super excited about this. That means that you all are spreading the word about KBLA. And the reason I say that is because I got a text message, I got an email, and I got a phone call from some folks that are in the Detroit Michigan area. So for those of you that are listening to me today and you have loved ones anywhere in this world, we definitely need to be praying for everyone's safety as we embark upon these times. But specifically, if you have family and friends in Detroit, Michigan, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be saying a special prayer for them. We need to be checking on them because they are under tornado watch and a lot of them have lost their power and they are having severe weather and we know with Detroit being one of the chocolate cities you know a lot of assistance and instruction doesn't really go out to the last minute so if you are one of those people that know how to prepare and want to check on your loved ones make sure you do that today I just wanted to say that because some of you may or may not know but I got information directly from listeners one in particular that was saying you know what I'm going to miss your show today for the first time because we are seeking shelter during 
during this tornado warning. So I just wanted to make sure uh, we are all praying or calling friends and family that are back in Detroit, making sure that they do the right thing to get safe. That's the important part because a lot of our elders will decide to stay in the house because they feel like they're safer there and they're not because again, if you need to be rescued, our communities unfortunately are some of the last people that get reached during things of the of this magnitude so i just wanted to say that so that we can keep our eyes and ears open for our loved ones so with that ladies and gentlemen i am going to jump into our quote really quickly and then when we come forward we are going to talk about the flip side of some of the things that we've been talking about as it relates to gathering assets, because I know a lot of times we talk about the pros, but I have always stated that I'm going to talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. And so there are different points of views and I want to make sure that we get them all within our cryptocurrency asset, hard asset conversation. And so we're going to continue having these conversations. But this quote says the past is a source of knowledge and the future is a source of hope. Love of the past implies faith in the future. And I love that quote because that's what I like to do. I like to look at history, even though we can't change things. We got to know what has happened so that we don't go down the same path. And at the same time, we have a love for the past because it shows us what not to do in the future so we can have faith in what the future holds. So I'm excited about that. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to have a conversation, a back and forth with myself (laughs) about digital assets versus hard assets. And this is a really good conversation because some of you might be asking yourself, you know what? She talks about digital assets, but she's talking to us about hard assets. And it's partly in. Well, let's 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 finish the conversation when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Nigel Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this really quickly because I might forget and I got to make sure that I say this twice during the show. If you are in Fort Lauderdale, Florida or anywhere around Fort Lauderdale, Florida, please reach out to me today at the latest in the morning. I have something that I want to share with you. I have some of my good friends that will be in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and they're going to be talking about the digital assets, the hard assets. And I want to make sure that you get that information first hand by being able to go out I think there's a Marriott or something that they're doing uh, in the Fort Lauderdale area and if you're one of my listeners I will be giving you free tickets to go to that event at the Marriott in Fort Lauderdale so just reach out to me 424-317-7373 I just wanted to say that really quickly All right, so let me keep it 100 ladies and gentlemen as I have been in this cryptocurrency space since and I'm going to say tough where I'm I'm doing this every day, all day. I don't do anything else. It's been since 
2017. And so when I got into this space and I really understood in the Bitcoin space that I really didn't need to rely on third party entities to do anything, I started uh, really just not caring about my credit because if I wanted a car, I'd just go buy one, like go buy it without having a car note. And if I had a house note, you know, of course, I have a mortgage, so I had to have a bank account for that. But for the most part, because you feel so liberated in this cryptocurrency space, you don't necessarily care anything about all the old things that you used to care about, like having several several bank accounts, like having good credit, like all of those things, because it didn't matter because you could do what you wanted to do when you wanted to do it. And I still can function in that space. However, I have begun to change my strategy for the next five to 10 years because of what I'm seeing going on. You know how you want to have that savings money that you absolutely don't touch unless it's like a die hard emergency. Well, I'm back in that space with my Bitcoin. If I do not have to touch it, I don't want to touch it. And so as a result of those things, I have had to go back in and take a hard look at my credit that not that my credit was bad, but I didn't have anything thing on it because I didn't have credit cards. We don't have, uh, you know, mortgage loans and all of those things because we were just of the mindset, hey, let's just pay it off. Don't have to worry about that. And it's been good. And so what we're starting to do, ladies and gentlemen, is restructure. Remember a couple of months ago or even last month, I was talking to you all about gathering your assets. Find out what you have by way of your digital assets. Look at all the exchanges that your Bitcoin or your other cryptocurrencies are on. Then look at your hard assets. See what you have by way of gold. If it's being stored by somebody else, get it and put it in your possession. If you are having properties, just really take a second look at how they're structured, the mortgage loans, all of those things. And, and then when, then look at your insurance policies, your stock. If you're investing in like uh, any of these platforms like Robinhood or, or TD Ameritrade, just making sure you're looking at all of these accounts, making sure you know your passwords, making sure you know everything. So in the event you need to pick up and move or leave or need to cash out for any reason, you have access to it because you've already done showed your ID to make sure that you're verifying you are who you are so you have access to your accounts doing what we call KYC know your customer providing them with a current updated a bill utility bill so they know where you live and all of the things that you need to do in the event that you need to withdraw funds so on that same vein ladies and gentlemen i have started trying to figure out how to go back to doing what i was doing in 20 before 2020 17 uh, and that's using OPP, other people's, uh, oh, that's OPM, other people's money, right? <laughs> because right now I'm seeing a small window of opportunity for us to actually put our hands on a whole bunch of other people's money to acquire some of the things that we need to have. And at the same time, continuing to have my savings in Bitcoin, right? And so 
as I look at these things, again, we started talking about digital assets. You have to have digital assets in your portfolio. You're supposed to be diversifying your uh, you're supposed to be diversifying your portfolio. And with that being said, you want to have these hard assets. And so some of the listeners and individuals that I talk to all the time are saying, well, wait a minute. You should be of the mindset that Bitcoin is the su- superior store of wealth. And I get that. And it is. But because We as a community have so many different things that we need to do and that we need to acquire to close the wealth gap. The only way we're going to be able to strategically do this is diversification. And so I am strategically putting myself into diversification. Now, again, I wholeheartedly believe that Bitcoin is the superior store of wealth, store of value, and we are going to be good. And when I say we, I'm not talking about you because I can't talk about you and how good you're going to fare. But we, meaning me and my family, um, because I'm not a financial advisor anymore, providing any advice on purpose uh, anymore. But um, we've been talking about these other assets. And one of the One of the legacy assets that I haven't brought up is credit, right? And so I just started maybe about six, seven months ago, just really working on figuring that part out so that I can accomplish some of the things that I can uh, do with using other people's money for a part of one of my other plans, right? And that being said, if your credit is not over a 700 Right now, today, as you listen to my voice, holla at your girl because we don't have uh, something that's going to tell you how to do it. We are going to be about it and do that. And that being stated, within the last four to six months, I'm just going to keep it because uh, keep it real. Again, not that we have big, bad credit because we weren't buying anything on credit, no credit cards, no any of that. What I started doing was really making a roadmap for me, my children, everybody else around me to have over a 750. And we've accomplished that. In fact, yesterday I was looking at my credit score on all, my lowest credit bureau is 770. And again, ladies and gentlemen, that's without me having taken out all these loans and doing all the things that a lot of people talk about with using other people's money. But now I've positioned myself where I can go in and pretty much buy anything that I want that is in the lines of 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 my acquisition to make sure that my wealth looks good in the next five to ten years so again I'm not running out to buy the latest Harley and painting it pink I'm not going out to buy the next Gucci bag or the Gucci glasses or the or the shoes or anything like that because I have the credit I am building and acquiring and gathering assets ladies and gentlemen so that means if I need to walk into the gold store tomorrow with my American Express I can buy myself $20,000 worth of gold 
on my American Express and I can get that actual gold in my hand and do whatever I need to do. Now, I'm not saying that I'm walking away from that bill, but ladies and gentlemen, I am watching folks. And again, I'm not advocating for this at all, but I'm watching folks pay their little interest payments or different payments on the gold that they've acquired, which means they actually have some liquid capital in their uh, in their house somewhere or in their car, wherever they're keeping the gold, they're buying it with credit cards. And I watched this the other day and then they're just paying the little interest on it. But in the meantime, that gold is providing some cushion or some store of value or some rainy day money. And so I know that we need to be thinking along these lines and I'm very careful about talking to our community about it. And the reason I'm careful is because I know my folks. I'm one of y'all. I live this. I grew up up in Watts, born and raised in Los Angeles. I know how to do more than you probably know, but I know what our folks, when we get that extra credit, when we get that extra, let's say $10,000 would go, we think in our heads that, hey, you know what? I got this extra money over here that I didn't have to use because I bought my gold with the credit card or I bought this piece of real estate with this credit card. So now I could go out and buy that uh, I don't even know how you say a bergamot bag, bergam bag, whatever, whatever people are paying four or five thousand dollars for. They think that that's OK because they've created a way for them to go and spend on the nonsense. And I am going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, anything that we are talking about. And I know I speak for Lynn as well. Be very careful right now what you are actually uh, spending your money on, because if you're buying a liability and not an asset, you are going to be in trouble. In fact, I want to break down something that I got an opportunity to um, figure out or see. And ladies and gentlemen, without me even going into anything like a whole bunch of stuff, because I want to talk about this Bitcoin versus real estate in just a second. But I found out yesterday, looking at some studies and listening, we spend black folks in America spend fifty four million dollars on hair. I know y'all already knew that a fifty four million dollars on hair. We also, whether you think it's a big deal or not, because you got to have your perfume. Yeah, you got to smell good. You spend $100 here, $150 here, $100 there. You don't even realize that your whole dresser is full of perfume. But guess what? I found out that black folks, men and women together, spend $152 million a year on perfume. A hundred and fifty two million dollars on perfume. That's black folks in America. Fifty four million on hair. We're already at two hundred million dollars, ladies and gentlemen, without doing more than we need. To. But then we get into these things. I'm not I'm, I'm not even going to get. It's just a lot of money that we spend on liabilities as opposed to asset and me having another bottle of perfume on my dresser is a liability and I have to tell myself that when I walk by that 
that perfume counter and they show me a tester. Uh, I love smell. I love to smell stuff. I love to smell everything all the time. But I have to really tell myself, do you really need that? Or do you need to take that hundred dollars, sister girl, and go buy yourself a little bit more gold? Because you're going to be smelling good, but you're going to be stinky in your finances. And so I have to talk to myself. So I'm talking to you all like I talk to myself. But the conversation today, <laughs> lest I not go off the deep end, looks like I already went off the deep end because we're at the bottom of the hour. But the conversation is, is real estate uh, versus Bitcoin. Is, is it really the right thing to do by way of a store of value? And so we're going to look at the we looked at the pros of having real estate. And let me just say this. When we're talking about the credit, when we're talking about the real estate again, I'm not talking about it. I'm being about it. So some of the people that you may listen to can tell you some things. But we literally have action steps within a month, 45 days. You will see something different in your life. We're looking at closing 20. 20 to 40 doors. That means you either have 20 single family residents or you have four five uh, five plexes or something like that to get 20 to 40 doors by the end of December. And we're not going to be worried about tenants that won't pay their rent. I'm not even talking about that, but we'll kind of hit that when we're talking about the real estate. But we literally have a way to guarantee our income on our income properties. And so I'm super excited about that as well. We've been working hard, ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about the different tiers of assets, the hard assets are coming. But are they really better than Bitcoin. So real, real estate has actually proven over the years, again, historically, to be an effective store of value. Over the last few decades, that means 30, 20 to 30 years, ladies and gentlemen, with property prices around the world having risen sharply since the 1970s. And so we've been watching these things. And then we know that the Nixon shot came along, which was around August 15th, 1971, when the president Nixon actually took us off the gold standard and the United States dollar became backed by nothing. It was already backed by nothing. Just somebody told you then. But since then, the central banks around the world have actually started operating this fiat based monetary system, which we've been floating with these exchange rates with no real currency standard at all. Right. And so the money supply has been rising steadily ever since because they could just do what they wanted to do. And so uh, in the past, though, people own real estate for its utility value, which was characterized by the fact that you could either live in it or you could use it for production of new money. However, today, most people, especially the wealthy individuals and institutions are real estate uh, are getting real estate, but they're using it as a store of value. And when we come forward after news, sports and traffic, we are going to jump into this conversation about Bitcoin versus real estate, which is digital assets versus hard assets. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580.
All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. You know, I was just telling my mother, I feel like I'm in school again. You know, when you're in college or when you're in high school and you study for the test and when you get ready to enter that classroom and you see the teacher standing in the front and you sit down with all confidence and you're ready to take that test and just slam it. Ladies and gentlemen, I feel exactly like that right now because I have been studying to show my myself approve and I feel in the bottom of my gut that what we are doing we are in the right place at the right time understanding the good the bad and the ugly about these things so let me just really let me reiterate real quick so most wealthy people especially institutions right now they own real estate as a store of value but because from about 2008 to 2022 there has been a low negative interest rate policy not just in the United States but around the world it has prompted investors to withdraw their savings from the bank now I've been telling y'all for the longest take your money out of the bank and figure out what else you can do so you have access to it in the event that it is closed down and you can't get your funds which is coming y'all I promise you that's coming but without that being going down that road um it's prompted these investors to withdraw their savings from the bank and really invest them so where are they putting it nope they're not putting it in bitcoin y'all not all of them some of them are putting it in real estate they're finding all sorts of things that they can do we talked about the other day about art people buying really expensive art and things of that sort all of those things are happening but even more recently a lot of the macroeconomics and geopolitical headwinds have really exposed the weakness of real estate so let me just say this while I am talking about hard assets we have to be diversified Uh, we have to understand what to do with that real estate because folks are doing what they've been doing for a hundred years 50 100 years and we're getting in the game and we thinking we're going to do the same thing as those other people and that's not what we're going to do to actually get our wealth hold our wealth retain our wealth and pass it on to the next generation because we got some we got some tricks for that because we've looked at history and we know what they do historically but it's a physical store of value and it demonstrated the benefits of Bitcoin based on what a lot of people are saying as a digital store of value. And so I did a little bit more research. And as it relates to um, hard assets versus digital assets, specifically real estate versus Bitcoin, some of the benefits of using Bitcoin as a store of value became very evident when the Ukraine war started last year. If y'all go back to the day that Russia told the United States, you want us to do what? Stop what? We got this thing called cryptocurrency and we getting ready to have at it. If you go back to that date, ladies and gentlemen, you will hear me say that Russia is about to tap that whole entire situation because of the use of cryptocurrencies. They don't have to 
they don't have to use the U.S. dollar anymore so they can do what they want to do because the United States cannot threaten them in that way anymore. But after the ex- escalation of this Ukrainian war and the conflict that started, like I said, February 2022, some of the Ukrainians have turned to Bitcoin to protect their wealth as they had to flee their homes. Now, I had a personal situation a couple of months ago. Y'all hear about that in the book called The Queen of Crypto. But when you have to leave your home or when you have to flee flee from a particular geographic area, moving a house is really kind of difficult, right? Real estate, you it has to be left behind. And so we understand that. And as we're looking at the hard asset for our community specifically, we're trying to figure out, and I don't want to say trying to figure out because we've already figured out, if we have to leave something behind, ladies and gentlemen, how that can continue to pay us. A bar that's not torn down by a war or flooded because they broke the levees in our community, whatever that looks like. But barring any of those situations, how if we have to leave any of that real estate behind, we'll still get paid for it no matter where we are because people are always going to need a place to live. And so we got to think like a chess player and not a checker player when we're talking about these things. And so I hope I'm opening your mind and ears to your ears and your mind and just be open minded as we think about these different asset classes. But you know what I found out, ladies and gentlemen, in Germany, not that it matters to us language wise, but real estate translates in German to immobile. And that literally means to be immobile is not moving anywhere. That's what their real estate translates to. So we know that we know that owning real estate creates a local dependency that can pose a problem in a world's ever increasing conflict and radicalization, radicalization. And so we got to keep that in mind. And that's why we use our real estate strategically. The 20 to 40 doors that we're buying on the hard asset side, uh, not the digital asset, the hard asset side, we want to make sure that we have those things covered. And so what would you do if a war broke out? You couldn't take your real estate with you, obviously, but you could definitely take your Bitcoin with you. You could take your gold with you. But this may seem like a dystopia to some of you. But if you are serious about long term wealth management, not long term, just having the long term wealth, but the management as well, you should actually consider some of my worst case scenarios. The fear of a world war, a third world war is not illogical, in my opinion. Y'all might think so, but COVID was and a lockdown was illogical. I was screaming from the hills to my family about that. And they was like, that girl is tripping. But we know now that she wasn't tripping. I wasn't tripping. And I'm going to tell you now that there are some more difficult moves that are going to happen. And it's going to be difficult for a lot of us to liquidate in times of crisis. So right now we got our folks in Detroit, Michigan, and prayerfully, no tornado touches down. But who that was listening to my broadcast a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago has prepared their family for whatever happens because we're experiencing tornadoes where we never experienced before. We're experiencing rain for weeks. Like we like we've never experienced before. We're experiencing all these man-made 
illnesses like we never had before. I can go down a whole litany of things that me and my husband have been saying when I was little. I don't even remember one dialysis center let alone on every doggone corner right now. Like something is wrong. But that being said, prepare for an emergency. It is coming. I don't know what it is. It may not be a tornado. It may not be a hurricane. It may not be an earthquake. It may not be the banks closing, but something is coming. And you need to make sure that you're able to feed your family for at least two weeks in the event that something happens. But people that are a little more anal about this, and I'm going to tell you some of these communities that I'm sitting in spying, they're way more anal than Naja Roberts. They're talking about six months to a year of food because they know that it's about to go down in some shape, form or fashion. But let's get back into the Bitcoin digital versus hard assets. And so one of the things that uh, we do know that it is with real estate, it's expensive to maintain, it's easy to destroy, it's easy to tax and it's easy to confiscate. Meaning if there was some problems or whatever and they needed to confiscate it they could just come in they could do eminent domain or they can actually put a lien on it or whatever so yes that's what real estate does that's what a hard asset does every one that you don't actually have in your pocket so hard asset gold versus real estate you got your gold in your pocket you can pick up and you can go wherever they can't tax that they can't confiscate that unless you give it to them and real estate on the other hand is a stationary thing that they can do though so i get it so they're absolutely right for those of those that were going uh and having a conversation with me i'm telling you i'm loving this conversation today but we got to come forward in a few minutes um because we got we 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 just got to pay our bills ladies and gentlemen so when we come forward we'll continue this conversation this is kbla talk 1580 now let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with naja roberts on kbla talk 1580 all right welcome forward i told y'all i feel like i showed up for class today and i have studied so i want to just make sure uh that we get through part of this i know i keep doing these part twos but then great information comes out and i never finish that information but i kind of do i just mix it all in but ladies and gentlemen i know today we are going to have to talk about a part two because we got to talk about confiscation because a lot of people think that confiscation means that you did something wrong and the government just comes in and takes it from you but ask the family at Bruce's Beach here in Southern California did the family do something wrong or did the city just decide we were going to take that for eminent domain because we think a beautiful park and million dollar houses need to be built on this property and y'all black folks don't need this but we're going to get into that because they can't do that with Bitcoin they can definitely do it with our real estate though but we have a way to protect ourselves from that as well man what we didn't know absolutely did hurt us but i tell y'all i'm a good snooper these days and i'm finding all the goods and i'm uncovering them for our community so by any means necessary you will have this information so we'll probably do a part two tomorrow not probably we will and my fabulous 
fabulous uh, person that helps me produce the show will make sure that tomorrow we talk about some things as it relates to confiscation. But Bitcoin, on the other hand, is relatively easy and cheap to maintain. So again, talking about digital asset Bitcoin versus hard asset real estate. Real estate's expensive. Sometimes it's hard, depending, especially if you get the wrong tenant. Uh, and there's there's a whole nother story about that. But you don't have to actually worry about daily maintenance when you have Bitcoin, unless you leave it on an exchange. You don't have to worry about rent or repairs the way you do with real estate, because you can self custody your Bitcoin. Self custody is the key. Bitcoin is digital. It's a digital commodity. One does not have to worry about the fact that it could be destroyed even in the event of war. It is digital information that is stored on the blockchain. So even if you have to run out of the house because there's a war or there's a tornado today in whatever city, I'm not going to call that because I don't want it to happen. But if you have to run out of your house to seek shelter and then unfortunately there's some sort of hurricane and your ledger gets destroyed, ladies and gentlemen, if you still have access to your 24 seed words, that's all that matters you can pick up on the other side in the other city and do what you need to do because you can draw down your bitcoin and that's the beauty of it and so with real estate you can't actually do that so the internet is at a greater risk of collapsing than bitcoin or the bitcoin network and our bank accounts are at greater risk than of being hacked than bitcoin being hacked in fact i I was looking at something just the day before yesterday about how many billions of dollars right now is being stolen because of hackers. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm almost feeling like the banks are doing this on purpose so they don't have to pay people back. Uh, but and and I, I hate to say that, but they're allowing these things to happen and they're circumventing on the other end. But you don't know if they got the money back or not. But I just really feel like that's going on. So anyway, that's that's a whole nother story. Um, taxation to tolerarian um, states actually use taxation to oppress minorities and a lot of ethnic groups. I know that that's probably the same thing minorities ethnic groups but i want to just make sure that we know that and they can do that definitely people are right with uh, real estate and in the face of uh, states having really hard times and getting ready to go through bankruptcy they literally arbitrarily begin taxing their citizens in different ways. It doesn't mean that they have to go up on your taxes. They can just go up on food and different things that we that that we buy every day. Tangible assets such as real estate are particularly easy to tax during physical natures. Bitcoin, on the other hand, is difficult, if not impossible to tax due to its digital nature. Thus, it's hard for anybody to actually steal or tax your Bitcoin. Given the ever-present possibility of all these things that we're dealing with, these different conflicts and fatal conflicts, 
uh, our consequences that they have on our personal freedoms. Ladies and gentlemen, our prosperity, our significance, the portion of wealth that we are going to pass down to our families, having a sound mind, uh, digital assets is absolutely my number one. My, my hard asset is number two i'm just telling you my number one is my digital my number two is my hard assets and so we've got to know that real estate if done properly can be done uh, in in a good way we can protect it we figured out how to do some of the things that the rockefellers are doing how to make sure that nobody can touch your real estate man if i knew what i knew now when i was in my 20s oh my goodness i wouldn't be driving from la into las vegas to go to the gucci store to buy a pair of gucci tennis shoes we used to do that and do a turnaround but if i know what i knew now i i'm just telling you now i, I walk around and flip-flops and most of the time and my stretch pants and my t-shirts because I am taking my money and making sure that I'm buying real assets that I can take and go wherever I want in the world but that my children and my children's 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 children will be able to be stable in this world because we are headed for some real uncertain and crazy changing of times just looking at the I'm just looking at everything man I could go on and on and on but we're going to talk about confiscation tomorrow uh let's talk about that because it's really really important because uh, I'm just going to put a pin in it right there because I have to, because we haven't gone over the We haven't gone over our, our market update. And I'm just going to say really quickly, because I am pushing time. Bitcoin right now today on this day is trading at 29,389 and it's up in the last hour, 0.08%. In the last 24 hours, it's up 0.58%. In the last seven days, it's down 2.7%. I like to do that, ladies and gentlemen, because because when history is listened to, they will know what the price of Bitcoin was when I was begging us to continue the dollar cost average because Bitcoin is only trading at twenty nine thousand three hundred dollars. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We are going to put a pin in this today because I just got so excited and started elaborating on things and I'm just excited that um, I'm excited ladies and gentlemen and so I'm going to say this if you are in the Fort Lauderdale area please reach out to me 424-317-7373 424-317-7373 if you have family members in the Fort Lauderdale area reach out to me as well I have something special for them uh, that's happening in Fort Lauderdale tomorrow I won't be there because I'm still here in the Los Angeles area my kids aren't back at school yet if you can ladies and gentlemen please share KBLA with every single person that you know have a download the app make sure that they understand they don't have to listen through the radio but they can listen through the app i appreciate each and every one of you rocking with me today here on ahead of the crypto curve but tomorrow we'll be talking about confiscation of 
anything, Bitcoin, real estate, all of those things. We're going to have a conversation about that. And then there is another incentive that people are talking about. And I'm bringing uh, some incentives to our HBCUs. I'm super excited about that. So we'll talk about that. We're making way for the D.L. Hughley show, ladies and gentlemen. We are also going to dollar cost average today and we are going to not invest more than we can afford to lose. And we're going to do $5, $6, $10, $100, whatever we can afford to lose. Just getting a little bit of Satoshis that'll equal one day an entire Bitcoin because we're creating Satoshi millionaires. One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. <laughs> 